On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, we're going to talk specifically about how to come up with content ideas. I get asked a lot, how do you come up with ideas for content to do? I'm going to give you some ways right now. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You are weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 41 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Dustin Brome. I'm your host. I'm a realtor in Salt Lake City, Utah with EXP Realty. I am the founder of Search Salt Lake and Salt Lake Insider, and as well as the founder of the Massive Agent Society. The Massive Agent Society is our Facebook ad training and support system. Okay, so for somebody who maybe you know how to run a Facebook ad, but you just don't know what to do, kind of fitting for this topic today of, you know, how to come up with content ideas. The Massive Agent Society is giving you Facebook ads that have been proven to work in certain parts of the country and then giving you the giving you the support afterwards to know how to tweak it just a little bit if it's not working as it should in your area. That's what the Massive Agent Society is all about. We only allow one agent per market. So there are some markets in the country that if you're an agent there or a loan officer there, I'm sorry, you can't join the Massive Agent Society. But there are many, many markets that are still available. Go to MassiveAgentSociety.com and check it out. The reason why we do that, the reason why we only do one per market is we don't want, like let's say in a major city like uh, like Phoenix, we don't want 10 agents all running the exact same ads in the same market targeted to the same audience. That sucks. That's shitty. That's not very cool. And consumers are going to start noticing. That doesn't reflect well on those 10 agents that are all running the same ads. That's why we limit it, because we want you to know that you are the only one in your area running those ads. It's also for the referral network, because we're only allowing one agent per market. How cool is it then that you could be the only agent in Sioux Falls or in Boise or in Austin, Texas or whatever it is? You're the only agent so that when someone else in the group has a referral for someone in your area, you're their go-to person. How cool is that? There's a lot of benefits to it. Check it out. More information at MassiveAgentSociety.com. You know, I should probably say this too, because some of the feedback I've received is I just don't have time for this. People people join, and I think they're expecting somewhat of a silver bullet that it doesn't take a lot of effort. And I, you know, I'll take responsibility for that. That may be how I've made it sound. But I want you to know, Facebook ads, even though you're being served up an ad campaign that's like, here, run this. Here's copy and paste this use this image, you know, use this audience, even though that's given to you, you still have to, you still have to learn some stuff. It still takes time and effort, especially if you then want to get creative to run your own campaigns and not rely on what someone else is giving you. It takes a time commitment. It does. So if you're just looking for that quick fix, that quick little, like, you know, boom, I'm going to do this. It'll take five minutes, run some ads, make a million dollars. That's not what's going to happen. But if you are serious about taking lead generation into your own hands right now, as markets are shifting all across the country, if you're serious about that and you're willing to invest some time and some money, this is for you. MassiveAgentSociety.com. All right. So I was gone all last week. I, I was in Jackson Hole, Wyoming with my family and with Jason Frazier and his family. They were up there for a few days. Amazing time. Some of you guys that follow us on, on the Massive Agent Instagram profile or, or you know follow me on Facebook, you saw the, some photos, you know, you saw the sites and, and everything. 
it was it was so nice because I was able to un unwind, unplug for the most part. I'm still addicted to my freaking phone. I'll be honest. Still addicted to my phone and still addicted to social media and still had some work to do. But for the most part, I got my mind off of all the little things that, that can get exhausting and that can bog you down and prevent you from coming up with big ideas or making big decisions to take you in a better direction. So it was very beneficial. If you guys have never been to Jackson Hole, September is the perfect time of year. The colors up there were incredible. Like the bright, vibrant colors of the aspen trees, the animals, the wildlife were absolutely out in force. It was crazy. I've never seen more bears in one trip than this trip. And I've, I've probably been to Jackson Hole 20 times or more. I've never seen more bears in one trip than this. It was crazy. And there were a couple times we were driving south on this, uh, this little stretch of road between Teton Village and Grand Teton National Park called Moose Wilson Road. And it's, it's a narrow back road, but it's going right through wildlife habitat. And there's, this, there's a section that has a ton of bears because it, it's just full of berries, berries on all these bushes, right? So we're driving through. This happened two or three times to us. Well, the first time was at night and this, ba- this black bear just jumps into the middle of the road 20 feet in front of us, stares at us because it was nighttime and we had the headlights on. It just stares at us. 15 seconds later, you know, crosses the road, goes back doing its thing. That was cool. We got some photos. My four-year-old son loved that. That was super cool. My wife loved it. Hell, I loved it. Who doesn't like to see a bear, you know, in a safe setting? And then after that, it's like that opened the floodgates for, for bears. Yes, we saw moose. We saw lots and lots of elk. But there were a couple times we were driving along this road, and all of a sudden we see some bushes moving to our right. And we look up and there's a bear, a black bear, probably like a teenage black bear, hanging over the road, eating berries off this tree. So I, I opened the moonroof in our car. And so my wife and my son and, well, my 11-month-old daughter, I don't think she really noticed. She was just like, ooh, look, you know, look at the leaves. But I could see this bear like I was looking up at it through the moon the moonroof. It was so cool. And then a separate time, it was either later that day or the next day, Right around the same area on that same road, we saw two bears, one baby one, one probably teenage one, eating berries. They weren't hanging over the road. Like we didn't have to drive under them, but they were like three, four, five feet away. So cool. So aside from the wildlife, guys, I can't stress enough. If you're at that point where you feel like you've just worked yourself to the bone or you're, you're getting mental exhaustion, you, you know, you're not burned out yet, but you're worried about potentially burning out, take a break, take a vacation. It was so timely for me. I feel so recharged. It was a great time with the family and with the kids. So I can't recommend that enough. Now, while we were gone, some of you will appreciate this. So we have a dog. We have a a blue-nosed pit bull named Riley. And normally, we don't go out of town that often because we don't know what to do with the dog. And the last time, we we sent him to this boarding place that was supposed to be good because they let dogs freely run around. And, you know, they have AstroTurf and a little pond but then they kenneled the dogs at night. That was an absolute nightmare experience for our dog. He was depressed for days after we picked him up the last time. So this time we decided to to give Rover a shot, rover.com. So Rover, it's kind of like the Uber for dog sitters, if you will. They have reviews, you know, they have all that. We were able to find a dog sitter that we, so we brought Riley, our dog, to their house. They stayed at their house for a week. There were like three or four other dogs staying there at the time. So, so Riley was able to socialize. But it was only 25 bucks a night for this particular dog sitter. Through the Rover app, they'd send us a few updates per day with photos and video and, and you know, just updates on how Riley was doing. So if you have a dog 
and, and you're letting a dog hold you back from going on vacation, don't do it. Go to Rover. I had the most amazing experience with Rover with this particular dog sitter. Do your research, read the reviews, and then go meet them before you actually leave your dog with them. But I can't say enough good things about our experience with Rover. So if you have a dog, even if you just want to go take a night or maybe you just want your dog watched for the day, a little doggy daycare thing, Rover has someone to do that. Man, Rover should sponsor the show, actually. Maybe I'll send them. Maybe once I publish it, I'll send them a link and be like, hey, I know you didn't authorize it, but uh, that'll be $10,000 for the exposure. We'll see what we'll see how that goes. And you know what? Between you and me, I'd, I'd settle for like a free night of dog sitting. I really would. Hell, I'd, I wouldn't even settle for that. I'd do it again anyways because it was awesome. But I'm starting with 10000 That's what I'm asking for. You don't get what you don't ask for, right? Okay, so today's show is pretty cool. I get asked a lot. How do I come up with content ideas? I know that I, because we talk a lot on this show about content marketing and that you need to be putting out content on a bunch of different social networks and in different platforms, you know, different mediums like video or voice or blogging. But the issue can be for, for a lot of people, what do you then write about? What, what do you write about? What do you do a video about? Where do you come up with ideas? Because as you've also heard me say, you don't want to be posting shit about real estate, maybe 10% of the time. Okay. And if you get like a really special listing, sure. Talk about it, you know, show that off, do it on your Instagram story, do a video about it, do a Facebook live, but do very, very little real estate content because people don't give a shit. They just don't, they tune it out unless they're actively looking for a particular house that you happen to be listing or doing an open house for. No, one's going to care. You might, you'll get some sympathy likes and sympathy comments from, from your friends. But for the most part, that content lands with a thud and no one gives a rat's ass. What they do give a rat's ass about is local content. Content about your local area, your community, your neighborhood. So the local media company type of content is key. I'll give you some ideas for that. Real quick before I do, I have one favor to ask. Yesterday, well, I guess it's two days ago now because this comes out on Thursday morning. I published an article on LinkedIn. I wrote an article specifically on LinkedIn and it's kind of like my mortgage industry manifesto. Okay. My whole objective with it was to remove heads from asses in the mortgage industry because it's amazing how many mortgage companies and therefore their loan officers are still marketing like it's 1998. They've, they completely ignore consumer behavior today and what consumer behavior is going to be over the next couple of years. They completely ignore it. So I felt like because I'm seeing markets shift, we don't know if they're going to keep going, if they're going to keep cooling off. Some might go down, some might go back up. We don't know, but markets are cooling all across the country. So I kind of wrote this wake up call. It's, I titled it the wake up call for the mortgage industry that may already be too late. Now, it's not going to be too late for all of you. If you're a loan officer and you're listening, it's not probably not going to be too late for you if you're listening to this show. But I feel like it's a very important message and there's actionable tips on what to do if you're one of these people that's had your head in your ass or the nicer version, the PC version. You've had your head in the sand. But as you know, I'm not a PC guy. So you've basically had your head in your ass. That's okay. I've had my head in my ass many times in my life. And I will again too, I'm sure. I would ask that you go to my LinkedIn profile. Find me on LinkedIn, Dustin Brome. Find that article and share it on LinkedIn, if you would. Share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, wherever, but specifically LinkedIn, comment on it, like it. Help me get the word out. Share it with your loan officer partners. If you're a loan officer, share it with people in your office. Share it with your branch manager. Share it with the execs at your company. Share it with your mentor. 
All right. I want to get the word out because I feel like that article will really help some people remove heads from asses. So if you want to participate in the removal of heads from asses and have an active hand in removing heads from asses, well, this is getting kind of out of hand here, but that's what I do. Help us out, share it, and you'll be doing yourself and your industry a favor. All right, content. What the hell do you write about? What do you do a video about? How do you decide what people actually like to see? All right. So for me, this is just me here, okay? Because I know most of you aren't like this. For me, content comes naturally. I have notes and voice notes and Evernotes and written notes coming out of my ears with ideas for articles to write or videos to do. Like they just come to me like you would not believe. It's almost, it's almost too much. I wish I was able to focus a little bit more. But if you don't have that problem or, well, I guess it's not really a problem. If you don't have that ability and you struggle, I really think you're overthinking it. Okay. So take a step back, take a big step back, zoom out, if you will, on what you do when you are on the internet, social media, the internet, whatever it is, it's kind of the same thing these days, right? I mean, social media is the internet, but when you're, uh, let's do, let's do Instagram and Facebook, for example, okay. Whichever one you use most as you're scrolling through, because the same with LinkedIn and Twitter, they, they all have feeds as you're scrolling through at some point you stop and look at whatever's on the screen. Okay. That means that something had to catch your attention. Something had to stop your thumb. Something had to stop the hyper scroll. Get in tune with what that was. What got your attention? Why did it get your attention? Was it, was it something that was just moving? Was it something colorful? Was it uh, an image or imagery that you recognized like your local area or something like that? Was it like a big juicy, you know, eight foot tall cheeseburger with, you know, 47 pounds of bacon on it and the world record. Blah, blah, blah. Damn, that sounds good. I just started my keto diet again on the first. And so that actually sounds kind of good. I could, I'd have some leftovers, but, but I'd be down for that. Start getting in tune with what gets your attention. And I bet you'll find that video because video on, on most of these social networks, it will autoplay. So it starts moving. That gets your attention. Video that takes up a majority of the screen gets your attention. We've talked before. I've, I've mentioned on our flash briefing, the Massive Agent Minute. I'm sure we did this in a podcast episode too. No, it was an Instagram video. One of those 60 second Instagram videos I do on, on our Massive Agent profile, talking about the, uh, the orientation of your video, the size of the video. Square and vertical video gets a hell of a lot more interest and attention than a horizontal video. So if you're going to do video, make sure it's square or vertical. Vertical takes up pretty much the whole screen. Square takes up most of the screen. So you've got to first start with knowing how much screen you're going to take up. Then is it going to be colorful? Is it going to be like an awe-inspiring view? Is it going to be something nostalgic? I sometimes when I see nostalgic stuff that gets my attention really quickly. Like if I see Teddy Ruxpin or, you know, you know, some old board game or some old toy. Do you guys remember Mr. Bucket? The balls pop out of my mouth and Mr. Bucket. You can, I swear to God, you could not do that toy these days. You just couldn't, but they did it back then. And it's fantastic to uh, reminisce about Mr. Bucket. Wow. The squirrel guys, the squirrel is back. Our beloved squirrel will always have a place here on the massive agent podcast. You know it. I know it. It's our most frequent guest. We love Mr. Squirrel. He's back and basically he's taken over the whole Mr. Bucket, the balls pop out of my mouth thing that, yeah, that did it. But nostalgia, some of the best content I've ever done has been nostalgic local content. For example, in Holiday, Utah, it's a suburb of Salt Lake. There was a mall called the Cottonwood Mall. 
And all growing up, all through junior high until I was out of high school, that mall was the spot. That was the place. I've been there how many hundreds of times? I have no idea. But it was such a great mall. People loved it. Then in the late 2000s, when the, uh, when the market crashed, right, when the economy went to shit, and malls were kind of dying anyways because the malls didn't really innovate. And, you, you know, you could start getting stuff online, but most people weren't in the late 2000s yet. The mall closed, and then they tore it down. And it's actually been torn down ever since. It's still a dirt pit. They're just barely starting to introduce plans to, uh, to redevelop the area. But it's been missed, and it's been this gaping hole in the middle of Holiday, Utah for a while, which is a very upscale part of the Salt Lake area. And so I did an article, and it was I think I titled it Newly Discovered Photos of the Cottonwood Mall. And I went on, uh, what was it? Flickr. I went on Flickr. I used Google. I used city data. I, I looked everywhere that I possibly could for old photos of the mall, of the interior, of the stores that used to be in there and you know what it looked like inside. I got as many of those as I could. I put it into a, a slideshow uh, using Flickr. Then I embedded that Flickr slideshow in my blog post on my Search Salt Lake website. And then I didn't do a lot of text. It was just like, you know, Here's Cottonwood Mall. Here's you know a memory or two of the Cottonwood Mall, but the whole thing was just about getting people to see these old photos of the mall that they miss so much, and it went crazy, thousands of shares, thousands and thousands of shares, and it had absolutely nothing to do with real estate, but everything to do with the community. But guess what? I got a crapload of leads from that article, because people went to my website. It's a real estate, a real estate media company website. There were calls to action. Some people wandered off into other parts of the site and started searching for homes. Some of them opted in. Some of them filled out contact forms. See, you just have to get the traffic to your site. You have to get the eyeballs and some of them will be interested in what you're selling. Okay. Other ideas that I've done are the best parks and playgrounds in the city because I look at what, what a lot of moms share, a lot of stay-at-home moms. The content they share is huge because they all share it amongst themselves. My wife is always sharing stuff like the best parks and playgrounds, the best dog parks. Those, those top 10 lists, the best lists, those work so well. That's why I do them on, on Salt Lake Insider, the, the, you know, the 10 best sushi restaurants in town, the 10 best coffee shops. You know, Rank stuff, do top 10 lists. Think about what you like to look at online. It has, it's not, you know, five reasons why you should buy a house by the end of the year. No one cares. No one freaking cares. Not even our friend, the squirrel. The squirrel is asleep and snoring in the corner with that type of content. See, when you're doing this stuff like coffee shops, sushi restaurants, you know, the best sledding hills, because winter's coming up, the best places to see Christmas lights, man, that article has killed it for me. And then I just go and refresh it a little bit every year and change it to, you know, 2018, 2019. And then it gets reshared thousands and thousands of times. Do that. The best places to go see Christmas lights in your town. Okay. Think about maybe the best neighborhoods to go trick-or-treating in. Where, where can you get all the full-size candy bars, right? You start doing stuff like that and that's going to get shared thousands of times if you do it well. You see what I'm doing here? There's so many ideas. You just have to take a step back. And forget it, forget the fact that you're a real estate agent. Start thinking like if you were your local newspaper, if you were your local blog, your, if you were the only source of, of local information in your area, what would people want to see? What would they be interested in reading, watching, or sharing? And ideally, they read, watch, and share. If you want to sprinkle in some real estate content, that's cool. Like 10% of the time, max, okay? 
but then do stuff like, um, you know, neighborhoods where the home values have gone up the most, you know, the top 10 areas where home values went up the most last year, something like that. Or if you want to do one about, um, I'm just pulling these out of my ass right now. This is good stuff. If you want to do one about property taxes and how to appeal your property tax to get that reduced a little bit if they overvalue, instead of just doing how to appeal your property tax, use a headline that's actually interesting, okay, that has to get somebody's attention. So instead of how to appeal your property tax, which very few people are, are, that's not going to get their attention. Use something like local man saves or local man cuts property tax by 60% or by 40% or whatever it is. Make sure it's a realistic number. Local, local man, local woman uh, cuts property tax bill by 40% or by $500 or, you know, a dollar amount, whatever sounds biggest and best. They cut their bill by that much using this strategy using, using by following these steps, right? Do that again. It's about getting attention. And by just thinking about what's going to get somebody's attention and wording it in a way that does it. There you go. Now it's just about creating the content and then sharing the shit out of it afterwards. And we've done episodes about sharing content. In fact, episode 38, just three episodes ago was all about how to get thousands of shares for your content. So listen to that. Use these ideas for what to write about, what to do a video about, what to do an Instagram story about, and then use those for how to get that shared. Okay. Remember with content marketing, you create the content, which is key, but then you have to share it. Then you have to actually get people to see it. It's a two-step process and each one is vital. If you, I mean, you could be great at sharing, but if it's shit content that no one cares about, no one's going to share it. If you have the best article ever written, the most intriguing, most, you know, it, it would make people cry tears of joy from reading it or watching it. But if no one ever sees it, it's like it never happened. So you've got to get really good at both. So go to episode 38 for a refresher on that. Now, continuing on with content ideas, how to come up with content ideas. I want you to go to, you know, you have local media companies or local news websites. I want you to go there. Okay. If you're still stumped, if you're like, okay, I've done the top 10 list. I've done, you know, the best sledding hills. I've done the best places to go ice skating. I've done the best fishing, you know, ponds to fish in the best hikes to do with kids, all that stuff. I want you to go to other media company websites and look at the ideas they're doing. Okay. See, none of this stuff that I have is that original. I'm not the first one to ever do these topics, but you don't have to. Okay. You just have to do it better than somebody else. That's fine. Or do it in a different way. So go to a local news website and ignore all the Trump bullshit, ignore all the, the politics stuff, ignore the, you know, the crime. And you're looking for the local interest stuff, the lifestyle stuff. Pay attention to that. Then start looking at maybe read the comments on it. If there's comments, read, you know, because then you're getting an, an idea of look at the. Oh, here we go. Look at the trending articles. If ideally, they have trending articles. Look at what's trending in your local area then you can start getting an idea of what's getting attention at the moment. Then you can maybe write something about that if it's if it's a non-political, non-news-based story. Another thing you could do is use, use a website called BuzzSumo, buzzsumo.com. So you can actually search for what's trending in your area by, you know, search for articles like the, the most shared articles based on certain keywords or in certain locations. So go to BuzzSumo and check that out. Now, there's a free version and there's a paid version. I, if you have the budget, get the paid version. If you're really going to dive into content marketing, but I have not ever paid for BuzzSumo. The, the free version has been just fine for me. 
but it gives you an idea of what is being shared the most in your local area. And then think about what people are interested in all areas. The, the, the best coffee shops, best sledding hills, best water parks, best fishing holes, you know, all that stuff. Things to do on a rainy day with kids, uh, best free activities with kids, all that stuff, guys. That works everywhere. So look at other media company sites that are doing a great job. There's one in Salt Lake. There's a couple in Salt Lake, but one is visitsaltlake.com. And then another one is saltproject.co, I think. Just Google Salt Project. It's like an orange logo. But they do a great, great, great job of, of these articles that get a ton of attention. You position yourself as the local expert. Naturally, people will find out you're, you are a real estate agent or a loan officer, and they will hire you because they want the local expert that they can trust. And they gain trust by watching your content and reading your content. So guys, I, I really think if you're, if you're one of those people that's like, look, I, I can't come up with content ideas. I don't have a clue. I'm having a brain fog. I'm, you know, I have writer's block of the mind. I think that's what, uh, that's actually what writer's block is. It's in the mind, but you get the point. Take a step back, take a deep breath first, then zoom out, take a step back and don't think so hard about it. You're overthinking it because there's millions of great content ideas that will actually get somebody's attention and that they'll actually read and they'll actually share. All right, so one way that you can distribute your content is through an Alexa flash briefing. It's like a mini podcast. We do one here for this show. I do it for you guys so that I can stay in touch with a new thought or idea or tip or story or rant or whatever, seven days a week. Okay, I take 60 to 90 seconds every single day of the week on the Massive Agent Minute. That's what our flash briefing's called. And you can listen to that on Alexa devices. You can listen on your Alexa app or on Echo devices. All you have to do is go enable it, enable the Massive Agent Minute skill on on your Alexa app on your phone or on desktop. This even works on mobile too, but you can, I made it easy for you. I'll just give you a link directly to our flash briefing, massiveagentpodcast.com slash our briefing, O-U-R briefing. MassiveAgentPodcast.com slash Our Briefing will take you right to it. Then you just enable it. You can also subscribe to our Massive Agent Minute Flash Briefing through our chatbot on our Massive Agent Podcast Facebook page. So go to our Massive Agent Podcast Facebook page. While you're on the way to click message, make sure you click like, but then click message. And then our chatbot will actually give you an option to subscribe to the chatbot. So three different ways. You can do it manually through the Alexa app. You can go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash our briefing or the most enjoyable, most current, most uh, most awesome way is to just have our chatbot help you with it. It'll guide you right to, right to our flash briefing. And then make sure every day you say, Alexa, play my flash briefing and it'll play. All right, now before I sign off for the week, I wanted to give you a quick story about, uh, you've heard me talk a lot about eXp Realty, the brokerage that I am with. I am absolutely on fire, excited about it for many different reasons, mainly so that I can create another passive residual income stream that's in addition to making commission, right? And any other income I have from from the media companies I have. But you're going to be selling homes anyways. You're going to be with a brokerage. I just see see it as a way to really bring some financial security to myself and my family by doing what I'm already doing. It's a great brokerage. It's very uh, technologically advanced. It, I mean, there's some growing pains, of course, because we're growing like crazy. But um, one thing I, this was an issue for me before I said yes, 
to switching because I had only been with, if you've heard episode 19, I think that was my story of why I switched. I've never, I've never been with a different brokerage until May of this year, until I, until I went with eXp Realty. One of the main reasons was that there were very few eXp agents here. Okay. Some people see that as a bad thing. I saw at the time there were only like 40 something eXp agents in all of Utah in the whole state. Like there were only 15 or 20 in Salt Lake city. And I saw that as a huge benefit. Okay. Because that means, because eXp is really popular around the country right now. It's, it's being written about in Inman and you know, you see it talked about a lot and people like me are yapping their mouths about eXp, right? So lots of people have heard about it. They just don't know anyone in their area who is with eXp and it's, so it's not real for them yet. So here's what I found because it's, has such a small presence here. Every time I go to show a home, every time I schedule a showing, every time I interact with another agent, I always, as we need to here, I always mention, I always introduce myself as, hey, it's Dustin Brome with eXp Realty. And most of the time they say, oh, eXp, I've heard of eXp. How is that? It is, it's the vast majority of interactions I have with people. Like if it's a text message and I'm just scheduling a showing, I say, hey, can I show the house tomorrow between 12 and 1? Thanks, Dustin Brome, eXp Realty. And you'd be surprised how often they reply back. Well, first off, they're like, yep, you can show the home. But they reply back and say, oh, you're with eXp? Tell me about it. Like, I've heard about it, but I don't know anything about it. What can you tell me? And I have, I've been able to recruit some other agents to join eXp, or they will be in the very near future, be, just because I said I'm with eXp and they had heard of it, but didn't know anyone else, one else who, who was with the brokerage. So if you're in one of those areas, the reason I mention it is this. If you're in one of those areas where you don't have a big eXp presence, that is not a bad thing. That is a very, very good thing. So take advantage because a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, it's going to be a much bigger presence in your local area because we're growing like a weed. I mean that in a positive way, a very good weed. We're growing like a very good, desirable weed. How about that? Now, all I can do is this, and this is part of the beauty of the opportunity, is to learn more about eXp to find out if, hey, if this is for you or not, because it might not be. It's not for everybody. It's just not. No brokerage is. The best way is to have you just watch a video. Okay, it's it's a webinar that was recorded. It's a YouTube video. It's about 25 minutes long, and that'll bring you up to speed and answer the questions and show visually why you can benefit financially from from joining eXp Realty. All you have to do to watch that video is go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash eXp. Massiveagentpodcast.com slash eXp. Click play on the video. At least you'll know. At least you'll know why I'm so excited about it that I yap about it on every freaking podcast. Now you know why so many agents are joining. Now you know why so many Keller Williams mega teams are switching over. It's not just Keller, but a bunch of other brokerages too. Now you'll know why. You'll, you'll see what we see. Whether you decide that that's for you or not is totally up to you. And I get it either way. I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not even going to know you watch the video. Okay, but do, do yourself a favor and go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash exp and watch the video. Once you're up to speed, once you have the information, what you do with it is totally up to you. And then I'm happy. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking in with me today. Episode 41. It's good to be back from vacation good to be back in the office but my hell it's been a busy week but i'll tell you what i i just i like working especially when you see you see what you're building you see how well it's working you see what's coming down the road it's exciting i hope you feel the same way in your business i hope you've put yourself in a position where you feel the same about your business 
because I'm telling you there's way too much opportunity out there. There's way too much, um, there's way too many amazing things that you could be doing that are going to make you so happy. I hope that you're doing that for yourself because without happiness, nothing else freaking matters. Guys, have an amazing weekend. Thanks for listening. Take care.